Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you today, along with Brendan Escott, and this is Oilers Now, uh, working out of the uh, home office, the city's south side. Maybe we'll have to go back in studio. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, uh, jam-packed edition of the show coming up for you today. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. I'm going to guarantee you, we will uh, we'll pull her together here. Uh, this is what happens when you leave the technical uh, challenges to uh, yours truly here. Uh, but anyways, Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex Fire Lease, your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies yeah we opened up with kansas there was a reason why it's phil Earhart's uh birthday today he turned 71 years of age kansas of course with the legendary classic dust in the wind back in 1978 as well as carry on wayward son which has had uh, two second sort of rebirths as a song in 95 and 97 uh lots to get to uh, should have hopefully a entertaining and fun <laughs> show for you today. Uh, we will tell you that coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque will join us at 12.35 today for GCL Diesel. Louis is participating tonight in the 19th year reunion of the uh, outdoor classic the montreal canadians against the edmonton Oilers. the alumni from the two teams today for the alberta lung and northwest territory lung associations uh, and the harky hunt family trust we'll have a whole bunch of discussion coming up with both louie and hockey hall of famer Oilers legend glenn anderson also participating in that event on today's show uh sportsnet's mark specter will join us at 105 today for the horses and horse racing alberta the seven 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry, we will tell you, uh, and breeding industry will tell you that they got live racing out at uh, Standard Red Style at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, post time 1.15. Lots to get to. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The slot machine's now open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning. Non-stop excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada, plus daily dining specials at more than their 10 great restaurants and bars. For more information, and head to the rivercreeresort.com and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063 get the new floors you've always wanted with ashleyfinefloors.com and you can get them at 143rd Street 111th Avenue Bob underscore Stoffer Brendan with two E's Escott with two T's and at Oilers now those are our Twitter handles our top story is the game tonight yes uh, it will be available on edmontonoilers.com the top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling Kevin Lowe will be coaching the uh, Oilers squad. Of course, a seven-time All-Star Hockey Hall of Famer with six Stanley Cups. Yvonne Lambert, who played ten seasons in the NHL, was part of the Canadians' four straight Stanley Cup championships in the 1970s. Um, you know, played 606 of his 683 NHL games with the Habs. Had a big season with Buffalo. 
afterwards and then kind of disappeared went minor pro an interesting story there we'll set the lineups for you in a little bit later yes we are going to set the lineups for tonight's game have a little bit of fun with that but first we're going to go into the oilers now audio vault which is presented daily by direct workwear specialized to work with your business outfit your crew from head to toe in edmonton and fort Mer- uh, fort mcmurray reed wilkins had dylan holloway on his show last night inside sports and uh, Dylan Holloway has played five games, got five points. Bakersfield is in action tonight against Colorado. We've got a very good farm team. More on Colorado and Edmonton and development and scouting and those sort of things in a second. But first, uh, Dylan Holloway has been off almost for a year. He's had a couple wrist surgeries, and he had this to say on how his wrist feels. Like the diagnosis right now, like the bone's completely healed, which is which is what cleared me, which is unreal to hear. But uh, like obviously because my wrist was splinted up for so long, uh, like the tendons and muscles, like my mobility is not great and there's still quite a bit of pain with it, but it's pretty manageable. I know I got to tape it up before every ice time, but it's just one of those things you got kind of got to battle through. And I, they said it wouldn't, the pain wouldn't really go away until like a couple months. So, but now that, now that we're in the middle of the season, I like guess just something I got to manage. So it's all good though. All right, and uh, Holloway's played five games. He's got a, f- a goal and five points. He had these, uh, se- this assessment on his performance through the first five games. I feel like I've been playing good. First couple of games are kind of hard, I'd say, just because I, I hadn't played in, I don't know what it was, nine months. So my wind and legs weren't really there, like weren't really in game shape yet. It's like no matter how much you do, like with, like skating and cardio and stuff, uh, until you actually start playing games, you'll never like kind of get in that game shape. But um, but yeah, after that, it, it was, I thought I thought I'd been playing good. Um, it's a great group of guys down here, really good team that I was able, fortunate enough to step into with. So yeah, it's just been a lot of fun, and I'm excited for the games this weekend. And Holloway added some additional comments on adjusting to the speed and the details of pro hockey. Anytime you move up in a, in a level, there's always that adjustment period. Uh, like for for example, going into a- AHL, uh, like the pace is faster. But the one thing too is there's like the details in the defensive zone. Um, I've heard that even going from the AHL to the NHL is an insane jump too. So uh, I think you just got to be sharp with your details. And like you said, you can't take a split second off because the moment you do it, like kind of I don't lose your guy in the defensive zone or something. Like it could be a chance or a goal against. So. It's just important stuff like that. And the coach has been really, really helpful with me so far and teaching me and kind of helping me through my first few games here playing pro. And you know what? Edmonton's a hockey-mad market. I've got Holloway listed as the Oilers' second-best prospect. Uh, Philip Broberg, number one. A lot of people disagreed when I put the, that prospect list out. Uh, I know there's some people that had Borgo number one overall uh, for Oilers' prospects. I, I don't have Borgo. I have Borgo at three. Um, to me, Broberg's the guy with the highest ceiling. Uh, he's, you know, he could be a 20 to 22-minute game defenseman down the road. Uh, probably plays in uh, in an ideal situation. You know, gets a fair amount minor pro experience uh, then third pairing in his first year and then up to his second pairing uh, as he graduates up the roster and Dylan Holloway for me he's a middle six forward we'll see on Borgo but a lot of guys look really good in junior and we, I remember th- th- there was a time in which we had media people in this town call Stu McGregor, my former coach, the quote-unquote magnificent bastard for how well the 10-11 draft was uh, trending. That was a draft year, by the way, where I, I can 100% uh, guarantee you that there was an individual campaigning for the Oilers to take a swing on Brendan Gallagher uh, in the fourth round, and, and that fell on deaf ears. Uh, the fourth round pick, I can't even remember his name, but the Oilers didn't ultimately sign him. Um, 
But uh, bottom line is uh, I, I do have Holloway as the order's second-best prospect and Burgo with, uh, the third-best prospect with no rush on any of these guys, though I do think Holloway comes up by the end of the season. There is pressure when you're in Edmonton. There's pressure in every aspect of the organization, and it's a privilege. And if you don't like it, leave. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, Dylan Holloway said uh, this on uh, whether there's any pressure on being an Oilers prospect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I try not to like read into it too much. Like, hopefully, when that opportunity comes, I'll be, I'd be really excited for that. But right now, you know, I just gotta focus on what I'm doing here in Bakersfield and uh, just focus on getting myself better as a player every day. And uh, yeah, hopefully, that opportunity comes. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brendan Escott's back in the studio. Brendan, for me, one of the areas that I have the most amount of confidence with the Oilers organization right now is on the development side. The Work that Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson have done. I think Dave's uh, a big part of some progression with some of the defensemen. Uh, you know, Marcus Niemelainen has a chance to play. Vincent Deharnay likely will be signed uh, coming up in the offseason here. A right shot, six foot seven. Those guys have some lankiness to size. And Holloway and Broberg are in the right place for right now. You know, Broberg's going to be back in the lineup they play tonight. Uh, but do you agree with that perspective that, uh, you know, you, you sit there and monitor the texts on a daily basis? on the Ashley uh, Fine Floors text line. Is that not an area on the amateur scouting side and more specific to the development of those players where there does seem to be an abundance of confidence in the market? Yeah, I would suggest so. Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing that right in front of our eyes with those prospects coming up to play. And I think, we, you know, I look at it, Bob, and I'm genuinely worried that... Jay Woodcroft is is going to get, you know, vultured here if he doesn't get pushed up through the system at some point because he's done such a great job. Yeah, him and Manson. Uh, Manson's got a... It's interesting with Dave Manson. He's a guy that was a first-round draft choice, uh, had to fight early in his career a lot, and that was part of his game when he played in Prince Albert. Then he developed into a power play quarterback, and by the end of his career, he was a shutdown D-man. He played in every role in every situation. So I, I do sense there's a lot of confidence in that tandem specifically, some of the work that's being done. Uh, and, you know, the Oilers have... I mean, Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear became NHL defensemen. Those were fourth and fifth round picks. Uh, and we've seen with Nima Linen that he's opened up some eyes and he might be a guy and, and because of his bite and size that factors into the mix too. So they've, they have hit on some later round picks uh, and we're content. Matt T. Petrov's a guy right now that's uh, he got he missed five games, got back in the lineup last night, it was the first star, had two goals and three points. Um, and his fifth in the OHL scoring race. And the Oilers might have a stealth late-round pick in the sixth round there. Fourth round for Carter Savoy. So there's been some good picks, and there's some good things happening on that front. That doesn't help Edmonton win in the short term. And the Oilers went out. They added Evander Kane. And the bottom line is, it's my belief there will be some more additions to this team as the season goes on. Now, we're going to come out of the All-Star break. And assuming that neither Mike Smith nor Miko Koskinen get COVID, that's going to be the tandem. Stuart Skinner is going to start tonight down on the minors. And we're going to see if Smith and uh, Koskinen can work on getting on elevating the order save percentage in between the pipes. If Right now, Edmonton's at 898. They're in the mid-20s in save percentage in the league. they got to get to the point where... You know, they're, 
they're at least 905, 906 by the end of the season, which would mean they'd have to go about 912 the rest of the way. That's an important thing that needs to happen for Edmonton is they need some stops. Many of you would say that's not good enough. Uh, the Oilers have got to be more proactive and going out and, uh, and finding another goaltender. And that is a possibility depending upon how the scenario plays out itself. Uh, it's interesting. You take a look at what Edmonton's added each of the last two, uh, draft or, uh, trade deadlines. And this, uh, this is a reflection upon pro scouting. And two years ago, you know, the Oilers went out. Now, we didn't know the pandemic was going to happen, but they gave up two number twos to get Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, and they gave up a fourth round pick to get Mike Green. Uh, and I would say the impact of those players was the politest term I could use would be inconsequential. And you gave up two number twos and number fours. Now, saying that in, in Athanasiu's case, if we don't have COVID hit, if ends and buts or you know what, but the bottom line is Edmonton didn't end up qualifying a player that they gave up two number twos on. And, uh, and then a, a number four for Mike Greeny played two games. Last year, the Oilers added Dmitry Kulikov for, you know, uh, gave up a fourth round pick. Not a huge acquisition cost, but a guy that got scratched during the course of the playoffs, ironically, is playing right now for Minnesota, who are ahead of Edmonton in the standings. But again, another inconsequential addition ultimately for the team you can make i mean you take a look at the colorado avalanche one of the best run teams in the nhl they gave up two number twos and got devin taze who leads them on time of ice and leads the nhl and plus minus on defense that's the best case scenario so if you're going to make additions uh you know and, and this is more on the pro side you, you got to have impact you can't make inconsequential additions I wonder whether or not maybe the automatic template won't be pending UFA. And in fairness, the Athanasio was not a pending. He was an RFA. But I wonder whether or not maybe you go with somebody younger that's on the precipice of climbing into a more regular role at, say, 20, 23 to 26. Maybe target some distressed organizations right now that are, whether or not they want to admit to it or not, are in a bit of a rebuild. I mean, Tampa Bay went out and got Blake Coleman. We talked about Blake Coleman a number of years ago. Uh, maybe Edmonton wasn't ready to give up the picks to do it at that time. But Tampa Bay got two years out of Blake Coleman. And Coleman was with New Jersey, a team that was clearly in a rebuild. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, um, my hope is, and I, and I think that the inevitability, frankly, one of the things that's happened because of COVID and the pandemic is scouting is done differently now. Video scouting for amateur scouts is, is much greater, uh, far greater. I, I think it's difficult to have real good analytics on the amateur hockey side other than to understand history. Uh, only because the leagues don't have detailed statistical information that's in, inconsistent. So you got to rely on video scouting and you got to get out and see players. On the pro side, given what the NHL provides, given what the various different uh, analytics companies provide out there, I, I do think it plays a way greater part of the future. And I think video has to be part of the equation as well because you can sit there and get a guy's, every single one of a guy's shift for the last three seasons that you're evaluating instead of flying in and going in and seeing a guy play once or twice or what are the reports on this guy you know so i i think you're going to see a transition and an evolution occur naturally but you can't make in you know what you can't make inconsequential additions now evander kane <laughs> that's that's a different story that's a top six forward that was arguably san jose's best player and the orders were in the right position partially because kane wants to drive his numbers 
Andy Oilers had McDavid and Drysaddle, and they also had a window and a mechanism to bring him in. So it's going to be really intriguing to watch what occurs here. But I don't think there's any question. There's lots of confidence in the market on the development side with what's going on in Bakersfield. Good things happening down there. Uh, and, it, and they haven't tied up a lot of contracts either because they've got so many guys in the AHL. So that's interesting for me to watch. 12-23 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, we do have tonight's alumni game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens, and we will get to our game day lineup report as well as NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So we have a uh, great event, by the way, tonight that's going to uh, take place out at uh, Sakers Acres. It is a Montreal Canadiens Edmonton Oilers alumni hockey game. Uh, for Alberta Lung, uh, as well as Northwest Territories, and it's part of, uh, uh, brought, uh, brought to you in part by, uh, the Harkey Hunt Family Trust. So we're looking forward to it. Jack and myself are going to call a game. Tony Brard is going to be a part of it. And we are now going to provide you with the Oilers Now lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, Edmonton.ca. Richard Sevigny is the expected starter and goal for the Montreal Canadiens. He's 64 years of age. He split the Vezina in 1980-81 and once famously said that E. Lafleur was going to have Wayne Gretzky in his hip pocket and Wayne went plus nine in a three-game series as the Canadians uh, were swept by Edmonton. Uh, The defense of options for Montreal will be Sean Bell. Great guy, local product that skate like the win. Part of the 2003 World uh, or the 2005 World Junior Team, a former St. Louis first-rounder. Mike Weaver, who played for six different NHL teams. And Matthew Dandineau, who won a couple cups in Detroit uh, with Ken Holland uh, and can play both forward and defense. Jesse Belanger, uh, who bore a striking resemblance to the actor uh, Rowan Atkinson, who played Bean back in the day. Lucien Deblois, six-time 20-goal scorer. Mike Keane, pound for pound, one of the best fighters of all time. Three-time Stanley Cup champion. Played 1,161 games in the NHL, 506 for the Habs. Oleg Petrov, uh, seven seasons in Montreal. Eric Oud, who does some TV work now in Montreal, are amongst the forward options, along with Norman Dupont. Norm Dupont, who had uh, was a Canadian's first-round pick way back in 77. He, too, is 64 years of age. Uh, the uh, the ringers they've brought out the guys a uh, couple guys from Manitoba Doug Blaylock Michael Buer they brought some ringers out apparently these guys are like really uh, uh, really good beer league players here are the other players that are involved in uh, tonight's game Cal Brodziak George Larock Glenn Anderson uh, Brodziak. 917 career games in the NHL, 37. They'll be flying out there. Big George, 490 of his 695 NHL games. Glenn Anderson, 845 games with the Oilers. Spent 12 seasons here. Uh, won six Stanley Cups in his career. Retired with 498 goals. Shane Corson, of course, a very good player. Played 1,156 games in the league. 192 here in Edmonton. Louis DeBrusque. Six seasons with the Oilers, and Fernando Pisani spent seven years here. Scored arguably one of the biggest goals in Oilers history. Uh, Jason Strudwick and Sean Brown are a couple of guys on the back end. Struds played 186 games with the Oilers. Sean Brown, hard-nosed guy, spent six seasons in Edmonton. And Ben Scrivens uh, is the goaltender. He spent uh, two of his five years in the NHL in Edmonton, 78 of his 144 appearances. And the ringers, uh, the extra fellows out there, uh, uh, Ken Braylett and Kelly Myers. 
And uh, these guys uh, bid to be a part of these teams. Gord Bamford, the singer, uh, 26-time country uh, music award winner for in Canada here, is on the team as well. There you go. That's your lineup report, just because we wanted to. For Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence, find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, Edmonton.ca. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, one of the guys participating in today's game for GCL Diesel at 5 p.m. puck drop on EdmontonOilers.com, Louis DeBrusque. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.